0: on the packing of the suitcases with the clothes I've left that are not dowdy. I sat there and went, I need some winter clothes because what if I end up in Hokkaido, Japan in the winter and I don't have a coat? Which is very unlikely given the fact that Japan hasn't even opened their borders up yet. So I'm going, you know planning for every possible contingency is not going to work in this universe because there are far far too many contingencies. So, with that in mind, I sat there and went, "Well, we'll pack our tank tops and then I love these yoga pants that i have found um they are awesome they're online i believe they're on target.com but they're actually pj pants but they are super super comfy and they come in all different colors and styles and sizes and they're very lightweight they have a knit version and they also have a kind of really light cotton blend version i love them they're really all i wear in the summer and when it's warm enough in the winter they're all all right now i do have jeans as well but I do not like those jeans as much because they are not as comfy as the yoga pants. So I'm very much into yoga pants. So I'm packing all my yoga pants, I'm packing all my jeans that I like and that fit. Now I was thinking because I was reading online that if you go to Asia you will probably lose weight because your diet will shift and also you will sweat buckets. So between those two things you're probably going to lose weight and like oh maybe I need to bring a pair of jeans that are like a size down and I sit there and went no because your diet is pretty much the same as if you were already in Asia because you're already eating a massive amount of stir fries and you live in a hot place anyway so you already sweat buckets when you go outside. You haven't really lost any weight, so there's no need to pack that extra pair of pants that might be a size smaller, which will weigh another 3 to 5 pounds, which goes into that whole 50 pounds calibration. So, no, I'm just bringing clothes that actually fit and that I like. However, the problem is, is there are a lot of clothes that fit and that I like, and I cannot bring them all. So, I went back through the suitcase yesterday because I have two suitcases. I'm I'm going, okay, I'm going to divide everything evenly so in the one suitcase i have mainly like i have t-shirts i have tanks and i have jeans now i'm dividing out my jeans t-shirt tanks unders evenly between the two suitcases the reason being is if one suitcase gets lost in bermuda for some reason and the other arrives i will still have clothing that will work i'm also bringing my casual yoga style pants and t-shirts but i also have some very nice dress slacks and more teacherly tops that i will be wearing as well because i might actually be getting a jump over there it's a long story so i was like you know that way i have these more professional looking clothes for more professional looking events so anyway that i'm dividing evenly between the two two bins i'm also putting in a lot of my shirts will be sleeveless now I'm not really into sleeveless shirts personally the reason being is I sunburn very easily so sleeveless shirts in me are really not that on that good of a discussion level but when I'm in my house by myself working around I'm like I wear sleeveless shirts they're comfortable if I'm not wearing a bad buddy t-shirt it's probably going to be a sleeveless tank because it's just comfy in the air conditioning However if I'm teaching online or if I am going out I have a bunch of very lightweight cardigans or kimonos that I throw over my tanks and then I look very professional but I'm still a little cooler than if I was wearing like a regular dress shirt. So I decided to stock up on some more of the tanks that are more professional looking and then divide those evenly between the big suitcases and then also I was going to buy more dress slacks, etc., because I thought I knew them, but then I found a bunch in my closet and I'm like, I don't need to buy any more things that way. So the clothing purchases have pretty much stopped. I am going to pick up three more tanks to tomorrow to finish balancing everything out for my suitcases, but that's it on the clothing. Now on the shoes. was reading online again if you're going to the hotter countries in Asia they highly recommend that you wear get extra flip-flops and sandals so I have like three pair of flip-flops I'm putting in my suitcases and I'm also putting in like three pairs of nicer sandals they're kind of the the rubberized kind so they're easy to clean The upkeep's minimal. I am also going to try to throw in. I have one pair of like leather dress sandals and one pair of kind of like sequined out on the town sandals. Those I'm also going to throw in because they're pretty lightweight and they will look nice if I need a more dressy shoe that's cool. Now, I also am packing sneakers in each bag so that I have those as well. Now, the sneakers, I'm not sure how well they're going to hold up because in the humidity, those degrade quicker. But I still am packing them because I don't always like to go around in sandals. I prefer sneakers sometimes. So those are going in each bag along with cotton socks. On the socks I actually ended up finding last year that when it gets hot out you know your ankle swell. But I actually buy cotton diabetic socks. The reason being is in the heat they're much more comfortable to wear because the ankles don't get too tight and I'm not I've tried women's ankle socks I've tried men's ankle socks both kinds the elastic is made for people with much smaller ankles than anyone in my family ever had so I'm like this does not work so because of that I bought the diabetic cotton ankle socks which have very loose ankles so if it's hot and your feet start to swell it will not bother you at all Then I also am buying one bottled water water bottle with a filter and an extra filter that is going in my personal bag and then the water bottle can just be loose because it doesn't count toward anything. I'm also purchasing a actually camping water filtration system that's good for 5000 liters with an extra life straw so that I have 10,000 liters of water. The reason being is the countries I'm visiting have good water quality pretty much but it's still a little iffy and I don't want to catch a virus or a bacteria because I didn't have filtered water. So for me that small water kit is very essential. Also I have two GoPro cameras that I'm bringing with me and then one very small camera that works as a GoPro action and also a night vision camera if I wanna film something at night for the YouTube channel. And lastly, I am also purchasing a Google Fi phone that is coming with me that is different from my regular phone. The reason being is I will have two phones on this trip. One will be my Google Fi phone that will be good both in the U.S. and also abroad. Now I do have to come back within about five months to the U.S. just to touch base and have my phone recalibrate before I can go back to abroad. And the other phone will just be an empty phone that I will be putting a SIM card once I land in Asia that is good for unlimited data in that. So I have two unlimited data SIM card phones that can act as hotspots for my computer. Those are really the essentials, I think, for me for packing because I need the computers. I need to make sure I have good internet service and connection while I'm there. I also need to make sure that I do have clothes that I can dress up or down depending on the occasion. Um, In addition, I am bringing renewable or rechargeable AA batteries and AAA batteries with a charger so that I don't have to buy batteries while I'm abroad. I can just take that with me. And you know, after that, the other technological thing I purchased is a slim. DVD CD writer and player for my computer so I can watch movies on my computer and also so I can make CDs and DVDs off of my computer. I also am taking this small DVD player behind me because it plays it's a universal DVD player. It's very small and compact. I can hook it up to my TV when I get over there and the Oh, converters. I have three converters that are coming with me and three power strips. You can plug your converter into the wall in the different countries you're in. Then you plug your your U.S. power strip into the converter. Then you can plug in like six items in each spot. So I don't need to buy like a converter for every item. I just bring the surge protected bars and I'm good to go. The other thing is I did look into the up, down. I need to buy one of those up down converters for the. What do you call it? Um, The different wattage, I believe. But the countries I'm visiting right now, I don't really need that yet. I just need the converter because it's not going to blow anything up for me to. do that now. If I was going to South Korea, I would need the up-down converter, but I'm not planning on going there for a while. Um, kind of like Japan, because it's gonna be cold in the winter, don't really want to do that. So the other thing I am thinking about buying is I have violins and guitars, and I have to leave them here. Now on the violins, I'm actually thinking about selling my actually I have two violins that I do not use because life has been busy. So I'm actually thinking about selling those and actually buying an electric violin. The electric violin will fit in my big suitcase. It's very small, very portable, and it has headphones. And I can play my violin without worrying about bothering any of my neighbors. And I'm also thinking about buying a rolled out piano keyboard so I can do the same thing. Now, I'm not sure about the piano keyboard because actually the one place I'm going has a grand piano down below where I'm staying so I'm like I could just use theirs if they'll let me but anyway um, the violin is very reasonable it's like the equivalent of about 45 US dollars and I'm like I could just sew my two violins because i had one from high school and then i also had one that i recently purchased and i'm like i never really used them and i've always wanted an electric violin so that is what i'm doing there now what about all the stuff i'm leaving behind? as you can see i have a lot of stuff for those of you who are listening to the podcast you can't see but just imagine a lot of kitschy stuff on the stuff the furniture is pretty much all going away i've already started selling off the furniture i'm also giving some away that i don't need and there are some people locally who may have been having a fire and lost some furniture i'm like come get your furniture it's okay but i am keeping a couple of like pieces that are older like i have in the background here is a bed frame that's from the 1930s i've had it since i was 12 years old it was like my first major purchase i was i was so shocked it was like 19 dollars that was a lot of money back then when i was 12. now it's like oh that's not much at all but it used to be i'm also keeping a antique desk from like the late 1800s early 1900s and a china hutch in storage now for the storage that's been debatable because i'm like i can get units or or the storage unit i have now is about the equivalent of 10 by 10 and it works but the thing is is i have greatly downsized since i had that storage unit so now it's really only about half full and it will be about half full because i'm getting rid of more furniture in it that i don't use i'm like why do i have furniture that i don't use i mean the china hutch and the antique desk those are non-negotiable and I don't use them right now but they don't need to be you know counted but the other stuff don't need so I'm actually moving to another storage unit that is climate controlled that is half that size the reason being is the climate controlled unit is actually less expensive now of course it's half the size of my other unit and that way I know all my stuff is in climate control it's not out in the elements i don't have to worry quite so much about mice and insects and all that jazz and i really don't have a lot of stuff like i was packing up my boxes this last week and i'm going you know i've got about 30 boxes of stuff once this is all packed up and that will easily fit in the 5 by 10 unit with my furniture and yes there's some other boxes that i still have to go through and i'm like i've got two months and i'm not keeping everything in those boxes because there's just too much to keep now on this stuff that i'm not keeping i usually either send it to the second hand store or i'm sending it to ThreadUp, one of the two and that way i just know it's going to good places either way where they recycle it or give it new life and everybody's good now once that is all done i have a electric bike and I also have two bike trailers and I actually have two electric bikes but I'm getting rid of one because the battery is not working and I'm not paying for a new battery after I found out about lithium batteries and the use of children in the mining of that process I'm like now I have to buy a used battery and why am I buying a used battery since I'm not even going to be here so I'm keeping one of the e-bikes and that's going to the climate control unit. I'm also keeping one of my I have a uh, beach cruiser bike which is one that I have wanted for years and I finally got it same color make model everything that I wanted I'm like oh not getting rid of that either so the two bikes and the um, furniture will go in the unit along with one armchair I'm getting rid of all my other furniture save the bed and the basically family pieces and I am keeping my TVs because I don't know if any of you have checked the price of flat screens but They're really quite pricey. I have three of them. I'm keeping two, getting rid of one, and I'm also keeping my, um, the Chromecasts are coming with me when I go overseas, as well as the, um, what is it called? My Google Nests. I have two Google Nests because those are very small and I love my Google Nests and I love my Chromecasts. I really don't love a lot of technical things, but you know, Being able to sit there and say, Google, play the flash on living room TV, just makes me so happy. I had a kid come stay here with me once and they taught me that and I'm like, I had no idea that one of my life's goals was now possible, that we have AI that can actually turn on our TV without us hitting the remote. But anyway, that's coming with me. And so, you know, I think at the end of the day though, after that very long and lengthy discussion, the main thing that i've learned through this whole process is number one we don't really need a lot of stuff i think that's the main thing i learned every time i move because i tend to try to prepare for everything so like i have firewood in case there's a winter and it's bad and we need firewood and i have you know extra clothes in case you know somebody comes by and they need a jacket or something but i'm like you really don't need a lot in order to have a good home. You just need to have a comfortable place. I think, you know, the one thing that I really like when people come and visit me is a lot of times they end up falling asleep on my couch and they go, you know, Anna, your house is so quiet and calm. And it's just like perfect for naps. And I'm like, it is quiet and calm. And I think, you know, one of my goals in life is to make sure that my home is a very peaceful place. And that Everyone feels comfortable in it, which I think I've achieved that life goal because pretty much everyone does feel comfortable when they're here. And so I'm like, you know, the furniture, it's nice, it's useful, it's serviceable, but there are really only a few pieces that you really need. And when you do get back from your big journey, which I really don't know how long this journey is going to be because I'm going over, I might actually be getting a job. and. You don't know where things will lead. I mean, if you would have told me four years ago that I would be where I am now in my life, I would have sat there and gone, wow, that's bloody fantastic. But I had no idea that was coming. <laughs> so, you know, not to say there are some things that I'm like, I really wish that hadn't happened. But overall, I have to say that the most overwhelming thing, I think, over the last few years, despite the pandemic, despite, you know, losing a lot of things that happened in the last few years, I still have to say the most overwhelming feeling I have is I'm so grateful for the experiences that have led to this point. Are the, that they served as a catalyst, maybe not for every single experience, because let's be honest, there are some experiences that we all wish did not happen. We wish that, you know, things have gone differently and they didn't, and then we had to deal with that. But I think overall, the main thing I'm left with is a feeling of gratefulness to be at this point and to, you know, sit there and go like about a month ago or no, not even a month ago, about two weeks ago, I purchased my ticket to take the big trip and I was like, I actually did it. I've been wanting to do this for four years and now I finally got to do this. The pandemic is at a point where I can do this. I have 200 masks packed in the one suitcase alone. I am ready to go and I've already caught COVID twice. So, I mean, if I catch it again, I know I'll survive it. No offense. It's like, I'm not worried about COVID. It wasn't pleasant. I really didn't like getting it twice, but you survive. You make it through and you're okay. But the thing is, is I think that we don't know where our paths will lead. We know that preparation is the best thing for making sure that our paths turn out the way that we kind of hope they will. But I think the main thing for this whole process for me was realizing that it's a journey it's not going to be maybe the easiest. I will say there are times because of my high functioning autism, like this week where my house was an absolute wreck because I was sitting there trying to reconfigure all the back of the suitcases and figure out which comes and which goes. And I had things spread out in literally three rooms because I was going these medications, these lotions, these, these shirts, these pants, all these. And I'm like, you have to spread that out. And it's a disaster area, but I'm going, you know, a disaster area is okay. I found out in my life that a lot of times when I get stressed, my house looks a little messy. Now, it's always clean, it's just messy sometimes. And I'm like, it's okay that it's messy. Messy keeps me a little calm. And then I get everything picked up, and everyone's like, your house isn't perfect. I'm going, it's a good thing you weren't here during the one week that I was kind of stressed on trying to pack suitcases because it was not perfect then. But the thing is, is I have two months until I get on that plane and go far, far away. And I have plenty of time. It's like I have time to get my furniture and my boxes to my storage unit. I have time to pack my suitcases and be ready to go. And I have time for that all to happen without stress. I have been planning this for four years. I didn't know what would happen this year because I didn't know the pandemic would get better. But what I did know was, I had time. I also now teach online and I can have complete control of my schedule. So I don't really have to sit there and go, what am I going to do about my job? What am I going to do about my life? Will I be able to make income overseas? And you know, it was kind of interesting because I was talking with the groups that might be hiring me when I move abroad and they were like, well, if you need help with your ticket or with your apartment or whatever, and I'm like, I already have my ticket. I already have purchased my first month's rent. I don't need help with those things and they're like that's weird usually people need help with their ticket or their apartment or you know whatnot and I'm like I don't I have all that taken care of I also have savings should something go wrong now not a lot because the ticket and the apartment cost a bit but I think the main thing is is stay calm and to also realize that like I made sure my insurance covered me while I was overseas so I don't have to buy travel insurance. I also made sure that you know when I get over there I can still access funds because I have PayPal, I have my bank account, I have a special travel card, I also have a special Payoneer card because that way I have five different options in case one of them doesn't work. I still have access to funds because I've known people who do get abroad and they can't access funds. And I'm like, that's not happening to me. So, you know, I think the main thing is to be as prepared as possible but also to realize it's okay to kind of calm down, take a break, take a time for a sippy sip. And also to, you know, this week, in the middle of all the packing, when my house was a bloody disaster, I said to everyone, I'm going to watch some Flash. Google, turn on the Flash on Netflix and Google did and I watched like maybe three or four episodes this week but that time was good and I think that you have to take time for yourself in the midst of all that packing which people are like well the packing is for yourself too and I'm like it's kind of for yourself but it's not really for yourself because your your mind is so busy and crazy and you're trying to handle all this and you need to decompress from that sometimes and so I think that the other thing is I was going to pack kitchen utensils. I was going to pack a ramen cooker. I was going to pack a rice cooker, and I'm like, they will have rice cookers. They will have chopsticks. They will have spoons. I am sure they will have these things. So those things are staying in in a box in my storage unit so that when I get back, I have a ramen cooker. I have all that. Now I am bringing a coffee maker with me. It's like one of those pour over cup coffee makers and some coffee because I'm like, I am not going to be without my coffee and my latte because that is kind of important to me, especially since I'm gonna be in a few days of quarantine once I land, I need coffee and I don't want to have to rely on the shop to bring it to me, although I'm sure it's good coffee, but yeah, so, but I think that the main thing is stay calm and I'm going to be doing some podcasts and also some vlogs on a special YouTube channel for this whole experience. I will be posting this video there as well, but the vlogs will come out a little after each, how to say this? I will vlog about it, but then I will release the video later on. So it's not going to be like absolutely current, but it will be uploaded eventually. So you guys can follow along if you want, and this video or this podcast is probably going to be released about a month from now, just because I'm in the middle of all the packing and I don't have time to upload everything, but I hope you enjoy this podcast. It certainly was a rant and a, a rolling discussion. but. Feel free to drop us a line um, you can message us at check it round table